0: Get here, amen! Get out hear an amen! Louder! And now, from the Cave of Wonders, live in the presence of gods, welcome to the Rain Man Show. Motherfucking peanut butter and jealous! <laughs> let's go get them! Let's go get them! Light them up! Focus! Haters! Good thing! Hey! No, 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 no! we the few on the finest
1: avenue Looking at your beat on the street You was pushing, serving, satisfied with nothing You bet you must be getting fucked So stop your love on the road Are
0: you digging my gold? You make me wonder Yes, I wonder I wonder
2: Hey, hello. Welcome everyone. Welcome to Rayman show 2022 first show of the year. We're doing pretty good. It's March 30th. So we're about almost four months into the year and all of us have survived. We are alive. I, I always wonder with this show because as people know, <laughs> We wrestle with suicidal thoughts and tendencies. <laughs> Existentialism, on a, depression. Yeah, on a day-to-day basis. So I don't know if we're ever going to see each other as we walk out that door. It's it's almost <laughs> like a flip of a coin. Will I see Tony next year? Will I see Thomas next year? Or will they see me hanging from the rafters
0: oh, in the studio?
1: Oh, jeez. Well, see, the thing is, I don't think I worry about that because your ceiling's too low.
0: If I see that, it's the holiday special. <laughs> what?
1: Because <laughs> people kill
2: themselves around the holidays? Is yeah, yeah, uh, you know, okay. yeah. That would be a great way to go out. Hey, listen, if you at do. Christmas. Find, yeah, if you do find me hanging in here, like, please record it and put it on TikTok. That might finally get us to. We might finally we go might viral. Finally we go might viral. finally make it. In my death, you guys will you succeed. You will be the
1: martyr we needed. Yeah. I mean, look at this bitch. He killed himself from a four foot drop. <laughs> yeah, and it'll be a new TikTok trend. <laughs>
2: Go viral after suicide. Oh, jeez. There must be one sacrifice amongst your group. It works. That's that's how deals with the devil usually do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah, we are here. It always feels strange coming back after our winter break. Yeah, a little bit. Specifically because I plun it's hard to plunge back into reality because typically between the months of January through March, I attempt to disconnect from the seriousness of life. I don't actively read or seek out information pertaining to politics or even social issues. I do what you do most of your life, Thomas, and stick my head into the sand. It's warm and it's safe and secure. Safe. And I kind of understand it. So I, I I'd usually do that for two or three months.
1: It's your mental
2: sabbatical. Yes. and I think, I think honestly, everyone needs that. Yeah. Everyone needs that. So I unplug from pretty much everything and all I really do is just, I read, I read, I try to get through some books that I've had on my shelf for some time, magazines, different things. Just, a whole
1: stack of them right here.
2: Yeah, just so that I can, yeah, that's what actual work though. <laughs> <laughs> well, that lasted. Yeah, so yeah, it's very hard to get back into the swing of things, all that stuff. The moment you plug back in, all these things just come...
1: Blooding. It's like doing a hit of meth, dude. Just it all. But meth feels right good in your no, face. No, it's the
2: come down. It's the come down. Because the meth is why I'm on break for two or three months.
1: Oh, okay. You know, I
2: feel good. I'm in that. Dystop- oh,
1: yeah. I'm okay. in that
2: stupor. And then it's the come. This is the withdrawal, Thomas. Yeah.
1: Now that makes sense. From happiness.
2: Yes. And, and, and here and I am. Peace. having.
1: It's a withdrawal from peace. <laughs> yeah. And you're going You're right back into reality.
2: It's, it's a happy life.
1: You know, those two or three months, I, I feel
2: good. I feel good. Two then suddenly, out of the hey, year. listen, that ain't bad. Two or three months out of a twelve month, twelve months. Stint, yeah, yeah, that's not bad. If who can who can say they have two or three months of bliss?
1: You know, very few people. Children, I guess. Summer. Remember when summer vacation was a thing? I kind of wish it was still right. I just don't do anything
2: for. Three months. I mean, that did help kids. I remember when I was going to school, that did help me get through school, knowing that you have that summer break. There was that promised
1: land. It it was. It really was the promised land. Yeah. It was like Ragnarok, where you would just eat and and fight in Ragnarok. It's just you'd play games and have fun and see your friends and fuck around for the summer.
2: There's there's no time to do those things anymore when you're an adult. It really is When you're an adult and you have responsibilities... Because, like, Steve and I have gone back and forth over the last couple of months. We were going to meet up. We were going to go have some some dinner, some breakfast. We were going to watch a movie. And it never comes to fruition. Not because we don't want to. It's just because we're Life, adults. Yeah. And we're like, oh, shit, you know, I can't. Yeah. I know that feeling,
1: man.
2: Yeah. So, and then when we come back and we plug back into reality, it's Ugh. it's like i went to sleep and i woke up in the past we have the rise of russia <laughs> you know the the invasion of the ukraine and putin claiming that his actions are based on on denazification i'm like what century is this
1: i know right it feels like the 50s or this like yeah it's a cartoon
2: it's a combination of post world war II and
1: the Cold War, a Cold War era politics.
2: It's all—it's all the greatest hits thrown into one. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> let's throw it. Polio was a big thing back in the day. We were struggling through COVID, so Ooh, you sprinkle right. a little bit of a plague on top of a couple famous Gotcha wars, and uh, this is what this is what we're living in.
1: So, how long before there's a wall built in Ukraine? Very soon. <laughs> Very soon.
2: (laughs) It makes you wonder if there really is a God or some super being that just throws shit at us, or it goes back to that whole philosophical thought that we live in a simulation. Because it feels like, all right, like let's say, let's say super beings A, okay, Mm -hmm. is trying to prove to super beings B that we should continue to live and thrive because the human race are survivors. So species or super being B is throwing all these different hurdles at us so that they can win the bet. And they're like, okay, well, they survived World War One, World War Two, the Cuban Missile Crisis, uh, the Cold War, various various plagues. Twitter, social media.
1: (laughs) Well, that's still (laughs) that one's still
2: rampant. Yeah, we're still waiting for that one uh, to prove whether or not we can survive that. And then they throw the Cold War at us. And now it's like, you know, Super Being B is like, oh, fuck. I'm losing. They're surviving. What's happening? So he's all, oh, I got my, my, my final see, plan. The, see, final, think, the final solution is to oh, throw. <laughs> is to, that's mine. I know. <laughs> is to throw everything at humanity at the same time. Oh, so you, took, you were able to go head to head with all of these little events one on one. But what if we throw all of them at you at the exact same time? That's what's happening currently.
1: See, I don't know if it's so much the simulation. I I think of it more as like the angry God or the bored omnipotent being. Mm -hmm. Because With that magnifying glass. Well, because anybody who's played The Sims, what's the first thing you do when you get bored? Masturbate. Well, well, okay. Well, Jesus. No. Try again. You start killing them. You You drop them in a pool and you take away the ladder and you watch them drown. A bored god fucks with the entities that it has control over because it has nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. When you have supreme power like that in any kind of game, like like when you built a Lego set, what was the fun thing to do? Like to destroy it and see it all oh, the humanity and the drama. Like I glued mine. I glued mine you, together. You're that guy from yeah. the Lego movie? Yeah. You're Will Ferrell. Yeah. They're going to stay intact. But it, it, it feels like that more so. A, a god who's all powerful will eventually get bored. Or, like, because we're, because at this point, it feels like we're being written by a bad showrunner. Andrew Dabb is writing our well, story right know, now. It feels like someone's writing this season <laughs> on this season of Earth. It's <laughs> like World War III. It's like, Jesus Christ. We, haven't they already done this? They are recycling ideas. And what happened to last season's coronavirus? Is that just over? Are we just dropping that storyline entirely? That's exactly what I can't believe they killed off my favorite character, Betty White. Like, that is what. Personally, we're living in. My favorite character was Bob Saget. I mean, come on. Well, you know, everyone has a favorite. Yeah. That's what it feels like. It's a bad TV show, a bored god just fucking with things.
2: <laughs> What's that Battlestar Galactica thing? All of this has happened before. Yeah. And all of this will happen again, which is loosely based on that we were talking before the show about uh, Friedrich Nietzsche. Mm-hmm. It goes back to his theory. There was a thought experiment that he worked on called uh, Eternal Recurrence. And it was actually that idea. That's what Battlestar Galactica is based on. It's based on that thought experiment of, hey, if you live through life and someone were to approach you and say, hey, you know what? Would you go through the exact same life if it involved going through the exact same scenarios time right. and time again, including all of the pain
1: yeah. and suffering? I, I wholeheartedly believe that. Is that. And long- I have a reason why.
0: I can, is it is it like along those lines and you know like it sounds like that 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 saying those who don't remember history are doomed to repeat
1: it it's it's more existential than that because there is that idea but this this thing is more about if energy cannot be created or destroyed eventually like everything decays because entropy and then theories of the big bang and it all starts over again i wholeheartedly believe that that is a thing because Look at other forms of entertainment or things that we do. Whenever, especially people who played video games, I think you can relate to this one. If you beat your favorite game or your favorite movie, you've seen it, the first thing you 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 honestly would ask yourself, if I could do all of this over again, but not remember anything, I'd do it in a heartbeat because it was so much fun. Mm -hmm. The highs and the lows. I mean, it's a kind of a corny comparison, but there's this, this show that I I will occasionally watch, that's Dungeons and Dragons based, and and the characters Fucking nerd right, mm. the characters who the events of the first campaign, like a certain character dies, and then another character was like their best friend and things like that. By the second campaign, there's a lot of similarities. Like they the one whose best friend died, he chose the same job, and then they were two totally different characters, but they were paired up in this new campaign, this new reality. I 100% believe that the first thing you'd do if you had eternal life or, or truly had nothing else going on and was just forever hanging out in a cloud in heaven, you'd get bored. And you'd want to do it all over again. It's like Without a, remembering. Because then you have all the highs and without all the remembering. lows and all the pain. And in, all that this, stuff. Yeah. Okay, would that's be a like, little different.
0: Would it be like that? those choose-your-own-adventure books, you know?
2: It essentially like if you what's your favorite no, show Tony? it wouldn't because that's yeah. more that's more
1: you know maybe because that's well here's that, a question that for the idea room. or that well, notion I'll, I'll is, answer
0: that question for you real quick 24
1: 24 is your favorite show Mike yeah. what's your favorite show just, just top three top Battlestar five. Galactica Battlestar Galactica tell me both right now if you could rewatch those shows tomorrow never having remembered what you had already seen would you do it again yeah yeah Despite how many characters live and die, despite the terrible moments.
2: Yeah, but that's you would do it again. Entertainment. Like you're you're and that's what different. is life?
1: It's, it's almost not, it's like an entertainment. I, I for, for ex- I'm not
2: having fun.
0: If, if I, it, not it, on it, this round. I, not on
1: this round. But if you did it again, it's along the and same re-rolled, lines. hold on. If you did it again and re rolled the dice, and you could be rich, a woman, white this time.
2: <laughs> Then, you know, white, white, white me, you'd I, have a lot more I, fun. I, an OnlyFans hottie? Uh, OnlyFans hottie. Thomas, watch out for the camera. Why'd you attach you're, it to this? So it's close.
1: such a fucking tree beard. Yes. If you could, what if you could re-roll and be a dog? Just enjoying a mm. dog life. I don't want to be a dog. You say that now,
2: but think about your dog. Well, you eat grass. You sniff your poop. I mean, you don't on. know
1: any better. You're oblivious I, and happy.
2: I will know better. Knowing my luck and the soul that uh, <laughs> that inhabits my body. Well, see, now
1: you're bringing a karma into it. That's different. Yeah. So,
2: I mean, that's an interesting thought experiment. Yeah. I I would have to think on it.
1: Yeah. I, I believe that. If
2: I didn't remember it then possibly.
1: you want to do it again.
2: But if I remembered it and I knew what was coming and I well, was going to experience the exact same pain and suffering all over again, no. In fact, just to bring it a little more into focus this idea that we're talking about, it's actually from Don't Laugh Tony, uh, uh, the book that Nietzsche wrote called The Gay Science, and it's one of his more he personal said, works. Laugh. <laughs> I knew he would. <laughs> I couldn't help it. The that. idea is this. He says, "What if Some day or night, a demon were to steal after you into your loneliest loneliness and say to you, this life as you now live it and have lived it, you will have to live once more in innumerable innumerable times more, and there will be nothing new in it, but every pain and every joy and every thought and every sigh and everything unutterably small or great in your life will have to return to you all in the same succession and sequence. Even this spider and this moonlight between the trees and even this moment and I myself, the eternal hourglass of existence is turned upside down again and again. And you with it. I mean, that sounds a lot darker and sinister than your thought experiment.
1: I think his is a much, much darker because I also and I also think what what thought experiment aside, you're assuming that you'd remember all of this. And that is a hellish way to think about it, because that is a hell you know, the idea of everlasting torment and pain. But I think another version of hell is to have, everyone likes to think that, you know, it'll all be, people who are religious, it's all heaven and clouds and awesome stuff, but eventually you'd get bored. And I think eventually when you're bored of, like that Twilight Zone episode, when it's always great, it no longer means anything. Mm. Pleasure only matters when there's pain to compare it to. Listen, sex is
2: great and it's always great.
1: So I don't know if I agree with that. Sex might be the one thing. Even true. the shittiest of sex even the with shittiest? the worst
2: of sexual partners, but here's the it's thing. great.
1: But that first time that you're with someone new who's exciting and thrilling and exhilarating. And after that, it's just, it's not bad, but it's never quite that same. And that's what I'm saying. I think that if you didn't know and you had the option between essentially a monotony or nothingness and redoing things, even with the bad. Everyone would eventually pick that because because otherwise it's just remembering everything and nothing has any purpose or meaning. It's that whole life is beautiful because it's brief and short and can be cut down and all that stuff. And I think the eternal recurrence has a nice solution to that. Yeah, maybe something terrible happened and people died early, but you know... Dungeons and Dragons, re-roll that character sheet. Who are you going to be this time? What's going to be different? You'll experience life again, and life does repeat itself. And everybody, because when you look back at being a kid, we look back at our past fondly, like, oh, I remember, man, I want to give anything without, to not have responsibilities and go back to summer and have that, that first love and that first time that you had those great memories with your friends. What, that phrase, you know, we, we weren't making, we didn't know we were making memories, we were just having fun. That kind of thing. It's like we but, look back but, at that fondly. We don't remember the first heartbreaks, the embarrassment at the talent show, these other things. And even if you do, they make you who you are. And I think that people would, if given the choice, roll the dice. Again. You made
0: me you made me feel like one of those characters in Westworld, you know, like yeah. when when, uh, when the ones that get raped. Yeah, raped and killed, and all of a sudden they get brought back into the. Uh,
2: they live through that excruciating pain loud, again.
0: You know, yeah, just like basically repair and then put them back out there with no memory. Yeah. What, what happened here? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know
1: that actually is a good comparison. Well, also too, if you if the robots remember, which I believe they do, later, they ended up. They start yeah, to. Yeah, what happens? They get fucked. Pain, misery. They Mm. remember everything. They seek vengeance until eventually either, A, you'd want to be completely reset and not remember, or you seek utter nothingness and be destroyed. Forgetting and restarting is the only way that it works. And I think if you look at the natural cycle of life and death, that fits. You die, you feed worms and mushrooms, and that creates new life, and... Yeah. I shouldn't drink during the show.
0: <laughs> no, 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 you're, 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 you're really hitting
2: the mark here. No, this makes sense. And that's why I brought it up because that clicks for it me does like the more when you're young, when you're in your you know twenties and even early thirties, except for Thomas, who is a I'm 87. Ha- a, an an old, I
1: remember the last couple that I've been through. <laughs> you're
2: an old soul. You, you am, you're, yeah. mo- <laughs> you're more mature than your actual years. Yeah. But when you're young, you don't really think of those things. But then as you get or you don't even have that experience to really right. look back. But now that I'm in my 40s, I see things and I can easily pinpoint like we've already been through this. We've yep. seen this. And it's literally the exact same thing. There are essays that I have read from the 60s about the civil rights movement. And they're identical to, to today. the things that are going on
1: right now. And that. All- which was identical to the 1840s with the Irish no, – no Irish need apply, which was identical mm-hmm. to you know other horrific – it was more horrific.
2: And that's why back. I think that we – sure, we make progress as a, as, a, as a species, but at the same time, we go through these exact same problems over and over again. And whether or not we are actually learning from past mistakes, I don't know if we are because we're reliving these things.
1: And this I- is another bit of evidence as to why I think – some of this idea holds weight on a spiritual existential level because if the same people and the same entities and the same ideas are recycled even if it's a completely different character sheet or you're a completely different entity and now you're a good person when you in the previous life were hitler kind of thing (laughs) those ideas that seed of darkness in all of us that sometimes we didn't act on and other people did that's not leaving either so the good moments and the good triumphs and the fights for freedom and and equality and all that stuff remain, but so does the evil. Yeah, well, that's why I I have been going through this whole like existential.
2: I don't want to say a crisis because it's not. So we don't leave Mike alone j- j- on break. No, no, no. It's not a personal existential <laughs> no, crisis. It's just looking at things and it it kind of it makes you a little more pessimistic. How can you be optimistic when none of the problems that we actually are trying to combat right now socially. It really doesn't matter at the end of the day because all we do is hide the problems. We don't actually deal with them. And I think that's why we do have these events continuing on and repeating because during civil rights, there was awareness, but the racism didn't go away. Mm -hmm. We just learned to hide our racist and prejudiced thoughts. Corporations assimilate These ideas, these progressive ideas so that they can survive and remain in power. These corporations don't care about Black Lives Matter. They don't care about LGBT. They don't care about Blue Lives Matter. They don't. They care about one thing, and that's the mighty dollar. And in order to survive and continue to make profits, to make that money— Is to pretend they care, Mm -hmm. and that's why they essentially assimilate these ideas into the corporate structure, so they can say, "Oh, look, we are progressive," but they really aren't. And that's why these problems continue to arise because all we're dealing with are the symptoms. We're not actually dealing with the actual problem, and that's why we have this idea, or it feels like we're, we're living in this eternal recurrence because we're not actually solving the problems. We're just putting a Band-Aid on them.
1: I think hmm. in some ways that's true, but I think in sometimes, or some ways we're looking at it too small of a sample. The last 100 years in one country that's 300 years old is not a great enough. Dude, I'm talking
2: ancient Greek. I mean, I've been, they had, they had these issues too. There's things going on in the ancient civilization. All
1: that stuff's there. And it always will be. I think that's the sad part. But at the same time, if you don't have something to strive for again, if there's nothing, if it's all perfect Mm -hmm. and everything works and we all, that's, that's the story of the giver and you seek out color. I'm ready for a little perfection. Okay. Okay. Let me decide that I'm bored. Well, that's fair.
2: Let me decide. And then if I am, I'll I'll go back. I will throw a, a curveball into the situation, be like, "All right, motherfucker, we're going back. <laughs> we're going back to the old days, the all for nothing days, the fun days." You know, but that's only if I'm bored. Give me a chance.
1: You want a chance to get bored? <laughs> Give me a chance to be bored. I can respect that. I can respect that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So going back to what I said at the top of the show, it is hard to get back into the mindset of everyday life because I, in order to survive, I think a lot of us need to unplug and that's what I typically do during Rain Man um, when Rain Man's off the air because Rain Man keeps me informed because of current topics we cover and just the fact that we need to be kind of involved somewhat in the pop culture scene and be involved but I definitely I miss doing the show because of you guys but I I don't miss having to I like being buried Mm -hmm. alive oh Jesus (laughs) yeah I also caught up on a lot of TV shows. Yeah. What'd you watch? Oh, a lot of TV (laughs) shows, pretty much everything that was recommended to me or things that I've been wanting to watch. I think I went through during the last three and a half months, I burned through about 15 movies, which may not be a lot to some people who sit and watch things all the time, but I still am busy, even though we're taking three months off of the the shows. Uh, I watched about a, a little over a dozen TV shows. From Apple TV to Amazon to Showtime, HBO, stars—I pretty much hit all the the top Main tier crack dealers. streaming, mm-hmm. yeah, streaming services. But it made me think because I started talking about some of these shows with people. For example, you and Ryan during Supernatural, mm-hmm. and I believe Avi was on there as well, and I want to say Stacy, one of our Patreon subscribers. And the shows I'm talking about were successful; they were hits, and you guys have seen none of them. Mm-hmm. Which started to make me think, and I've been thinking about this for some time now, that there are just too many shows. There are. The days of saying, hey, did you watch that episode of The Walking Dead? That doesn't exist because there are so many options. The market has been so fragmented that yeah. it's very hard to find people that watch a show on Apple TV that you were watching. Whereas yeah. even six years ago, oh, did you watch the new episode on HBO? Game oh of yeah, Thrones, definitely. Walking Dead, Breaking yeah. Bad. I mean, there aren't really even a, is there even a water cooler show anymore?
1: Really? Oh, like, for, like. Ho- hold on.
2: There I, really I, I, isn't. I would I say think, Game I,
1: of Thrones was the last one.
2: I would probably I, agree I, I, with that. Are you talking about right now?
1: Yeah, no, right now that everyone watches.
2: And when I say now, just in the immediate as well, the last year as well. Oh, okay. Has there been a water cooler show that everyone is talking about besides the Mandalorian? Because that was a couple even years. That's back. not everywhere I would say it's like
0: not. like shows like The Mandalorian and like
2: Disney and Marvel that, that would be more those. like
0: that's more hype and that's more for
2: like but, a certain exactly group. yeah you're spot on yes because that's what I was gonna say I was gonna I was going to use The Mandalorian and the Marvel shows but even that is just it's that's Star Wars fan that's a niche yeah
1: yeah I, that's the thing that's the biggest difference those are niche entertainments. For nerds already, and Star Wars fans, people I, I know
0: one. I know one. Yeah, what? Squid Game.
1: Yeah, but you know what? Mm. Did you
2: watch it, Thomas?
1: I didn't. Okay, I didn't well, watch it either.
0: I mean, I know there were a lot of. It was unique. The only reason why I say it's well, unique is it though. You know, like I know, but it was like unique. It wasn't Star Wars, it wasn't Disney. Maybe mm-hmm. that was the reason why I it was the first thing I was to think about because it was unique and it was like a series, it was limited, and people at least talked about it on social they media. Did. But but you know, like that maybe boys, be
1: not- a lot of people talked about, but even then, I, I know a lot of people who still haven't. That's the thing. Everyone, everyone watched The Walking Dead, everyone watched yeah. Breaking Bad, everyone talked about Game of Thrones. Now, it's like it's two miraculous. out of three. Two out, two out f- of three saw, or one out of three saw squid game. Arcane, The Boys, Invincible.
2: And also, Sh- another anything.
1: Witcher? The Witcher, yeah. Like, a couple of people on my team watched that. We all used to talk about Game of Thrones. The office had a pool on who lived, who died. Mm-hmm. Nobody, I can't get a group of, like, there, seven there people who a, have in seen In other words, there shows. hasn't been a
0: show where, like, oh, I got to get back home because tonight is... Game of
2: Thrones course. Tonight, tonight is breaking back. Everybody and I,
1: watched know. Game of Thrones on Sunday.
2: I can pinpoint m- most of my adolescent life and adult life when it comes to water cooler shows. Okay. you ready. Yeah. The first one that I remember was X-Files growing yeah. up. Oh, that yeah. was the show mm-hmm. that everybody talked about. It was new, unique. It was hip. It was cool. Then you had 24.
1: Yeah. That was one. That, that was, that was yeah. the other mm-hmm. show that
2: everyone talked about. Then after that, it was possibly Battlestar Galactica. I'd say Lost. Oh, Lost was definitely one. Yes. In I fact, did, you know what? I'd I, put that above Battlestar yeah, Galactica. Yeah.
0: I know that this is like this sort of like isn't uh, like part of the type of niche of a show, but I I do remember when Friends came out, everybody
2: wanted to see
1: Friends. So that was the 90s thing. Yeah. That was before streaming. And but all that it stuff. wasn't
2: sure. a water cooler show in the sense that, hey, what do you think is gonna happen next episode? Yeah. Where there's yeah. theories and yeah. speculation. Alright, so and Lost. Lost, and then The Walking Dead. Yeah. yeah. Because The Walking Dead now, people don't realize, that's early watched 2010, I think. Who Not even, a lot of people. Who, yeah. It's died. Yeah. It's, it's
1: on its, it's finally wrapped production. It's literally dead. Yeah, it's yeah. on its last year.
2: Yeah, and then you had Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. That's the last true water cooler show. And honestly, I don't think we're ever going to have that water cooler show again because I disagree. The, well, we'll hold on one second and then, and then rebuttal. The reason why I say this is because we are already seeing the consolidation of, of studios mm. already because there's just too many. Yeah. So we, so going to your thought, perhaps, perhaps we will Thomas, maybe I should change my, my thought because I feel like, there is an expiration to all of these streaming services. Oh, there are way too 100%. many. One hundred percent. That's what I told you, dude. There are way too many, and I know, but you didn't like it because of the money spending. I feel like it's so fragmented. The still there. That it, I would agree. It is a lot of money now, but it's um, it's so fragmented, the audiences that it's not sustainable. Correct. Mm. You just can't keep putting out original content for seven hundred thousand people.
1: You can't. No. And that's the thing. I think it's twofold. I think I was talking about the money as a big factor, but this is going to there's too many. They splintered because everyone wanted a piece of the pie, and it'll be reconsolidated. It's already started with, well, if you have Hulu, you can get Disney Plus, Stars, and HBO all on one price point. It's already started that way. And the weaker ones, your Paramount Plus, Netflix, if they make too many mistakes. <laughs> Well, other ones without the funds will collapse like a dying star and the material will be reabsorbed into something else like a Disney black hole that just sucks in all light and energy (laughs) around it.
2: I'm going to have everything. I like being sucked in a black hole, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink. Oh, boy. No one can escape.
1: (laughs) But I also think the biggest thing that is the difference between a water cooler show that we used to have and right now Mike, what is the one thing we blame for most of the subpar television we watch right now? What is the constant in all of them? I don't know. Bad writing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bad writing. Lazy writing. Lazy? Lazy writing. When Walking Dead's writing went tits up, everybody stopped watching for the most part. Game of Thrones toileted itself like just just diarrhea till the point of death in the last two seasons especially the last one when we have a crop of at best c plus b plus work for a lot of these shows because everyone spreads so thin all the talent is spread so thin there's a few standouts and there's a few good ones but here's the thing in a kind of shitty way kripke has his own show which is the boys which we love Gamble has her own show, the You, which we love. But if both of them were on the same show, that show would be a thousand times better, mm-hmm. regardless of which one it was. Because even the talent is being fragmented. The talent is being fragmented mm-hmm. in the writing room. There's not enough good writers going around. There's a lot of lazy practical There's a lot of shit writing, especially Doctor Who fans will agree, that has just been accepted or just like, well, it's, it's out. You know, how many of those Marvel shows have been made and how many are worthwhile? Hmm. There's, there's, there's not, there's too much and not enough talent. And it's like, you're just diluting the broth or the, the, the mixture. It's getting more and more watery and bleh.
2: And we've been through this before. Once they
1: collapse and once a crop of either new writers who have passion and talent show up, or they consolidate that talent into something really worthwhile again, then we'll have another water cooler show.
2: The television and movie industry always corrects itself it's been doing this since its conception we saw 100 this, years now we saw this with the big studio system when it came to an end in 1938 and they started consolidating they were banned from owning theaters mm-hmm. uh, then again with the rise of television when you see the consolidation of television studios I mean things have a way of working themselves out and it will do the same thing with the recent trend we're only going to have at the end of this. Within the next five to ten years, we'll probably have maybe four or five real streaming services plus the standard HBO Showtime, the tried and true networks. But it's it's an expiration and all of it. It's just too much. Well, I mean, it's way too much content. Yeah. And there's not enough. You need to. I know I say it's a lot of content and people are fragmented and the shows are fragmented, I should say. But the thing is, is that you need to have those water cooler moments. In order to sustain an audience, you need to have that excitement. And that's why I have a I have I I'm speculating or let's say I theorize that the days of binge watching, they're numbered. You already see Hulu and Amazon pulling back because they need that episodic release structure.
1: Yeah. So that they can
2: bring new people in and keep people subscribe because you have those people that will subscribe to Netflix for maybe a month so they can watch two or three shows Benjam and then they peace out for the next 6 months they go to HBO then they peace out of HBO for 6 months and they go back and forth because the pricing on these things are just too much for the average person with, you know to have all these different subscriptions so because of that you're going to see a lot of people uh, reevaluate their release structure their release strategy yep. Netflix uh, probably will stay for the time being but as we have as we are seeing with amazon and hulu that more and more they're pulling away well from netflix that,
1: that was always their bread and butter they're used to it i think the other ones their
2: business was built their on business that model was built
1: with that in yeah. mind yeah yeah the other ones i think are seeing the downfalls of that and the advantages of the weekly release because oh. it keeps you trending for eight weeks rather than one
2: exactly and we and trending is so important because sometimes that's more important get, than ratings
1: now it, it really
2: is it's a, it's actually a form of a rating at yeah, this point it is but we saw this with the boys with eric kripke's show on amazon mm-hmm. the first season was binged it was a success but then they realized they couldn't really build that excitement. The f- they need the fans. And I they think need the Amazon- fans to speculate. They need blogs to be posted every week. They need podcasts to break yep. down. And you can't do that when you have eight episodes released all on one sitting.
1: I think Amazon is going to be the one that pioneers that because they've done that with the boys. They they're did that with this other show, Vox Machina, that I liked. It was only four weeks, and it was three episodes each week, but it was still a month of people excited and talking about it. And frankly, it's nice because then everyone can kind of catch up and you can have something to look forward to to watch rather than just like some sort of, you know, ice cream and weed-induced binge weekend where you feel sick and dirty afterwards because you spent nine hours on the couch. <laughs> I, and, and look at the content that's being made right now too, dude. Netflix has The Witcher. Amazon has wheel of time stars has outlander. Everybody's trying to do the next fantasy thing for a game of thrones. Cause they don't have a game of thrones. But if you took all that time, money, resources, and talent into one show, it probably wouldn't suck. or would be these B minuses that some, well, not all of them, but some of those that I listed are. Yeah.
2: It's not sustainable. It's not. Bottom line. It's not. And within the next 10 to 20 years,
1: you're going to fix it.
2: TV and movies are going to change. I've been saying this for such a long time. Anyways, I think regular TV is going to die out completely. It'll be gone. There'll be no It'll actual be like
1: sports. Just you live events. You can watch kind of thing.
2: And I think honestly, we're going to start replacing some, some of our static forms of entertainment anyways, with things more interactive, new ways to stupefy ourselves and escape the realities <laughs> of this absurd world. There's an article that was posted I'll say a few days ago about humans and the possibility of uploading their brains to a metaverse to live longer. <sighs> I don't believe that's actually going to happen. There is a theory called the, the it's called the moment of singularity. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard of that that, that term, but the, I've heard the term the yeah. singularity. I know what the singularity is? Okay, it's the idea that it's a hypothetical moment in time when artificial intelligence. Or other technologies like uploading your brain into a machine have become so advanced that humanity undergoes a dramatic and irreversible change. There has been theories since the 90s saying that it's going to happen between 2020 and 2030, and we are getting closer and closer to that date. But the idea of uploading our brains, I don't think we're ever going to be there within the next 200 years because look how much computer space and server space it takes just to run the Internet.
0: We're already started. Elon Musk has the neural link. He
2: has the neural link, but that's that's more. He of, fears
1: that, though. Too. That's a start. That's it, a start. It, it is
2: a start. Absolutely. But I feel like we're going to get ways to turn ourselves less human and be more transhuman, which is what the term is. Transhumanism is definitely a thing, and that's probably just around the corner. In fact, we already have people who are technically transhumans. Anyone that alters, changes their body, even someone that pacemaker. wears a pacemaker, even someone that wears glasses is con- technically. technically a transhuman. wearing a watch, you know, I've that's, got
1: those, and i got contacts in right now.
2: Yeah, contacts, but now we're moving into the more technological side of transhumanism, and that's really... That's going to be the real deciding factor, whether or not we are going to change as a species. I don't believe we're going to get to that point where our brains will be able to be uploaded just because we don't have the infrastructure to do that with a single brain, let alone the brains of countless humans. But I do think we are going to get closer and closer to this idea of artificial reality, like a true, a true virtual reality. And we're going to see that through this, this thing that Facebook wants to push, this whole metaverse.
1: I hate that whole thing. Mm. I hate that whole thing, dude. You
0: don't even like uh, NFTs. It's all fake bullshit. I know. That meta, the metaverse
2: takes it to another level.
1: Again, the Sims, man. People are going to be killing each do other in you,
2: Would you guys, would you do something like this, though, if they were to start pushing us towards this idea of, let's say the only way to access of the internet. Ready player one. Yeah, let's let's say that's all that's the only way you could access the Internet is by putting on some goggles or glasses and maybe some type of attachment to our brain so that we're more seamlessly connected. And that way we can do what we need to do much quicker.
0: I think I would be a person that if I were given that choice, Mm -hmm. I'd rather surround myself with books so I could keep reading you know, like I don't have to be. Oh, upload
2: books into your brain.
0: No, 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 no. I don't. I I don't want to be that reliant on technology. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't want to have to constantly rely on plugging into some sort of source. I, I wouldn't to to do that. I'd rather just okay. Well, then I'll just keep myself preoccupied, and that's why, you know, like part of me still feels that libraries or books, traditional traditional media, is still somewhat important because. You know, like people are like going around and like putting, uh, like relying on Bitcoin, digital currency, and well, I'm like going, too. You man. know, like well, what happened? The technology isn't isn't foolproof. What happens if one day when, the internet, when the, the internet all of a sudden cuts off, and like there are some people that rely so heavily on the internet. Let's face it, the Russian, the Chinese, they know how to like uh, hack into the internet. There's nothing stopping some sort of world power from like completely isolating uh, some uh, civilization or culture
1: from that sort of information. We already, as Mike just did a few months ago, seek to unplug from this as it stands now. Everybody was locked in their room with their computers in their free time and desperately, desperately wanted to be out at restaurants with friends and family again. I don't think the metaverse is a good idea. I don't think that... It's a sustainable one. I think it's a misguided attempt to do what already exists in life. And instead of teaching a next generation how to be social entities, how to be humans, we're just leaning on, well, it's okay to be, it's easier to not have to struggle. Yeah, it certainly is, but there's a cost to that as well. And the fact that like, what, 5% of the population has no friends at all? because we don't know how to go up and shake hands with people anymore, introduce ourselves, I basic shake skills. Well, that's a it different br- it thing. It breaks through the awkward phase. Plus, all the metaverse does. And it
0: introduces you to a brand new group of friends.
1: It does. Share, but shared interests. But you can't shake digital dicks. That's not the same. Yeah, it's not want, quite you, good. You want
0: something malleable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, I just, I wouldn't do it, because there's nothing that you can get from
2: it. Okay, so this is my fear. Tony was actually I actually agree with some of the things Tony was saying as well as you, Thomas. But Mm -hmm. uh, Tony was more going around along the lines that I was going. Yes, this all seems cool and interesting. And transhumanism is definitely something that seems interesting. But all it's going to take is one EMP. And everyone to dead. do away with all of that. So let's say in a hundred years, we've all become transhuman and we rely so heavily on technology and an EMP blast goes off time. machine, We
1: would be lost the time machine.
0: You'd have a generation that would be so useless like that. The Th- they theme, would, die. they would die. They would
1: die because they would not know how to do all a thing. of this has been done before in science. fiction. The reoccurrence. From the cr- That's the- obviously the theme, the reoccurrence of this episode. Yes. But also the time machine. He got to a point when technology was super advanced and he couldn't imagine it, and then he went farther, too far, and they didn't even know what books were. Is that H.G. Wells? H.G. Wells, mm-hmm. The Time Machine. This story has been written out for us. Yeah. There's
2: there's a lot of... There are people, Thomas, right now... I was, I was just having this conversation with my kid, because he was asking me about certain things. I don't want to get into it. It's a little too personal, but it was about... Dicks. About people, oh. in general. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> and he had said that there's a, he was talking about something at school mm-hmm. and we started getting to this conversation about people not really knowing how to do anything. Yeah. And he said that there are people that he talks to at school, his friends, and they don't really know what he's talking about at times. And there's things that he does that they don't really understand. And I'm like, well, son, not that I'm the best father in the world. I said, but I do make it a point to converse, teach, teach, uh, and not just teach, but converse with my son in a an in an informative way. And I te- treat him a lot in our conversations like an adult. I'll have real conversations with him. Yeah. And we'll debate and discuss. So his brain is, is thinking in, in more of an adult fashion rather than a, simply a child. And I said, there are a lot of people who will not be able to live life in the next 10 years. There are people that don't know how to boil water how to make oatmeal how to make eggs mm. how do yeah. you not as a grown man not how to do the basics because the last generation This may sound change. hyperbolic like oh that's just one in like a million no there are more and more people who do not know how to do the very basics because everything is being done for us already in so many different ways look at all the food delivery services uh, no one cooks a meal uh, if all that goes away those people are going to die. That's why I laugh when you have these, uh, these post-apocalyptic zombie nerds that, that pray for the apocalypse. Like, oh, my God, uh, I'm going to survive because I've been training my whole life. Surviving the zombie apocalypse requires a lot more than simply wielding
1: a shotgun. Who's going to cook? Where are you going to live? Yeah. How are you going to treat farming. injuries? Engineering. I'm like, you're not going to
2: survive. You're probably going to be the first fucking nerd dead. Here's because you can't survive on a shotgun alone. You can't
1: even get a shower going. You know how to do pipes and hot water? What's that? That's it, the thing. This is the that? zombie apocalypse, Thomas. No show. one needs to shower. There was this reality TV show, the short-lived, but it was amazing. Mm-hmm. On, I believe it was Discovery called The Colony and oh, it had yeah, like 12 yeah, or yeah. 20 people yeah. and they're like you're it's a post apocalyptic best of luck and they just, a couple of them would be engineers or medicine or farming or something and it was trying to see how long they could survive and you don't realize how many things no electricity so no lights so you have daylight only unless you have what a candle well who knows how to make that if you can't boil water you sure as shit ain't making a candle yeah so you live by day and night until further notice <laughs> That's caveman shit. And that's what I'm saying. Like, the time machine, the novel is, it's all been here before. We've all seen where this road I goes. I swear to
2: Christ, a lot of these science fiction novelists We're from
1: the future. They're literally prophets. <laughs> because the things that they- Brave New World, 1984, The Time Machine.
0: L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs>
1: Oh, thank you, Tony. What an asshole. Oh, Jesus.
2: All right. You know what? We only have a few more minutes. Let's get into some news. Thomas, do you
1: mind taking us yeah, through some of those fine. topics? What dumbasses are we going to talk about today?
2: <laughs> Give me a second here, and then we'll get right into it. Do you have those notes in front yeah, of you? Yeah, okay. yeah,
1: I do. All right, Olympic skier Remy Lindholm suffers frozen penis (laughs) in race. Quote, pain was unbearable. I bet. Didn't know how to boil water. (laughs) 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 Point (laughs) proven. That
2: could have saved it. Are you really going to shove your dick in a boiling boiling
0: hot water? No, not boiling water. Maybe lukewarm. Lukewarm or something. But
1: obviously, I had no hot water around there. Olympic skier uh, Remy Lindholm says it was so cold during the race at the Games in Beijing over the weekend, his penis literally froze while he Ah. was competing. Lindholm says the horrifying injury Ah. happened during Saturday's men's uh, uh, 50-kilometer mass start event, where temps dipped so low, officials actually delayed the start and even shortened the race's overall distance to 30 Uh, kilometers to try and keep the competitors safe. The precautions, though, clearly didn't help Lindholm too much because he's a shower. Now, that's not in here, but yeah. I'm just assuming. <laughs> uh, because He had a boner.
2: <laughs> Come on. Jesus. A lot, a lot of people say dicks get smaller when it's cold.
1: So did his dick freeze small or did it freeze hard? Freeze dry? If he's a shower, it wouldn't have shrank that much, and therefore he could have still gotten this kind of situation, I bet. But uh, because he said after spending over an hour racing on the course, his junk turned into a popsicle. Quote, you can guess which body part was a little bit frozen when I finished. Lynn Holm told reporters after the race, it was the worst. It was one of the worst competitions I've been in. He said he needed a heat pack to thaw everything out, but added that once he got warm, the pain was unbearable.
0: Well, you know, you don't want to like go around in the snow of your dick exposed like that. Ah, Jeez. Yeah. Listen, it
2: might be a good time. Yeah.
1: The worst part is that he He came in. Oh, Jesus. He came in 28th as well. So, dude, you go to the Olympics, you don't
2: even came at all.
1: (laughs) You don't clear top 10 and you have a frozen dick. It's time to go home. Yeah. It's just time to leave. How the
2: hell did he come in the first place? No gold medal is worth, you know, possibly getting frostbite on your cock. No. The moment my dick started freezing, I, I would tap out. I'd be like, I'm done. Or at least I would whip it out and warm it up. You Just know, start jerking I would violently. start jerking it. And if I were to, if someone were to get mad about it, I'm like, listen, yeah, it's either that yeah, or That's or my dick.
0: My dick is frozen. I gotta, I gotta warm it up real what quick. I don't I'm get. trying to warm up my cock. What matter of fact, get. my dick is frozen right now, guys. Excuse me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like if his, how does his dick freeze? He's got to be well endowed because his dick froze, but it's like digits. His fingers as he's seeing his nose, his ears didn't have any kind of issue. At least not that he's talking about. Maybe he just, maybe this was all set up. Yeah. Well, that's sadly the end of the story. There's no more about the frozen dick uh, of the Beijing wilderness.
2: That's too bad. All
1: right, what but else? But in other dick stories, a dog is dumped in North Carolina shelter because owners said it might be gay.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. <sighs> A dog in North Carolina. Uh, oh, actually, wait, this
0: is North Carolina. I mean, we should expect, you know, oh, the level of... Uh, I actually,
1: I think this is a little bit old because I found... I know the sequel to this story. I'm not gonna
0: That's what the dog said?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, hold on just a second because there is a follow-up to this one because I saw the sequel Oh, Here comes, here comes to Thomas this.
0: with the investigative reporting. Yeah,
1: for, uh, so we'll read the first one here. A dog in North Carolina is looking for a new home after his previous owner dumped him at an animal shelter because he said they feared he might be gay. The four to five-year-old dog of an unknown breed was recently dropped off at the Stanley County Animal Protective Services in some backwater town. Uh, the reason, Fresco, which, I mean, you named him Fresco, F-E-Z-C-O, F-E-Z-C-O he was already going to be a little gay. Uh, Apparently humped another male dog, and the dog's owner assumed the canine was, quote, a gay nine (laughs) and didn't want him around because apparently your dog can turn you gay. A gay nine. How insecure are you, dude? Holy fuck! Or homophobic? Yeah, he's homophobic because he's like, this dog is so this dog it's is going to make me, me gay. Yeah, this dog's turning me on. I got to get rid of uh. it. So <laughs> he
2: thinks his dog is gay because it was humping another
1: dog, uh, another yeah. male dog. Well, yeah.
2: Okay. Listen, there are so many reasons why animals do that. It's a dominance thing, apparently, and also anxiety. Sometimes when there's too many visual or auditory stimuli, the dog doesn't know what to do, and they do that out of like desperation. Just it, like me. It just, yeah. I mean, in fact, well, it the, says right here. That's yeah. what I was going to say, in fact, the other day I started humping Thomas because I became a <laughs> <Yeah>. with anxiety.
1: <laughs> it happens. It
2: happens. Yeah. It was quite the sight, right,
1: Thomas? Yeah, it was. It was interesting. I had a fun time. Although scientific American <laughs> notes that homosexual <laughs> behavior has been observed in more than 1500 animal species. The ASPCA states that it's common for dogs to mount and thrust against other animals, people, objects, including wadded up oh blankets, God! dog beds, and toys. As a form of stress relief. Yeah. Now, uh, this was a couple of days ago. There was a sequel to this, which is fantastic. Um, That ad block wants to fucking ruin for me right now. That dog abandoned for being gay is adopted by same-sex couple.
0: Hey. There you go. Everybody lived happily ever after.
1: Uh, Last week, they talked about the story here uh, that it was left for humping another male dog. The story quickly made national headlines and caught the attention of Steve Nichols and his husband, John Wynn, who lived just outside of Charlotte, not that far from the shelter. They like gay nines. I was in shock, <laughs> Nichols said, after first reading about the story. I flipped through and passed to the oh next story, God. and then something snapped inside of me. He said he went back and reread the story. It was a frozen dick. <laughs> he reread the story, watched oh the video coverage, God. and approached his husband with an idea we've been together for 33 years and in 33 years, we faced the same ignorance, bigotry, but we talked about it and we thought this time we're going to do something about it. They called the station and the reporter who covered the story, put them in touch with the shelter and the couple signed the adoption papers less than 48 hours later. Yeah. Good. The pup also apparently needed medical attention. He says, I spent an hour in the car with him and it was obvious to me that being with him, he was in really bad health following the adoption, the dog Fresco or Fezco, was admitted to Presley Animal Hospital, where it was treated for heartworms, neutered, and given a general health check. As for the humping of another male dog, the doctor, the veterinarian said the all dogs do that it, took care of that. and has nothing to do with sexuality. Quote, it's a dominance and a play thing. All the, dogs do it, and they all, also... You love
2: playing this classic. is the
1: best part. In an interview, Nichols joked, we're pretty certain he's not gay because he hates having his picture taken. What gay person doesn't want their picture taken?
0: Oh, is that uh, a thing? Oh, thank God.
1: Not, I, not across I, that's the, the board. same way I feel. <laughs> they uh, changed his name since then and is now named Oscar Wilde after the gay icon. <laughs> Quote, we named him after Oscar Wilde, who is one of the most notoriously gay people in history. We, give, we like to give our pets human names. We don't like to call them Fluffy or Sparky or any of that. Uh, they have another dog that they had also rescued, and they are all happily living together now. That's good. I, that's that's good. The thing, So Jackass doesn't treat dog for heartworms, thinks it's gay, and abandons it. And now his the dick real is frozen. story is how do we freeze that guy's dick? <laughs> yeah,
2: off? yeah. I mean, and that's
1: yeah. What a way to sum up the show,
2: Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! All right, we'll be right back with a post-show in just a few moments, starring Tony. We'll be right back.
0: Thank you for listening to The Rain Man Show
2: with your host, Michael Flores, with hosts Thomas Cowley, Tony Sabal, produced by Michael Flores and Bobby Doherty. The Rainman Show is a Casador Productions and Rain
0: Man Digital broadcast production. For all things Rainman Show, go to
2: RainManDigitalMedia.com.
0: Work that pussy, work that pussy, all my bitches. Work that pussy, work that pussy, all my bitches, work that pussy, work that pussy, work that pussy, all my bitches. Work that
2: pussy, work that pussy, all my bitches, what's that pussy? Work that pussy, work that pussy, work that pussy pussy makes the world go round. Knock that pussy up and down. Get your money, get your cash
1: ready for
0: this show or did he just find this now yeah, hold on there thomas hold on it's the dog th- pan, come on yeah, oh my yeah, God. hold on there thomas by the way ladies and gentlemen welcome back the first post show of the rain man show of the year of our lord 2022 <laughs> it is me your prophet no frozen dick here no frozen dick here uh tony the uh too far tony back in back in the saddle again along with my compadres uh Thomas and my other compadre behind all those uh computer monitors I'm not saying it because he's Mexican uh Michael Flores <laughs> 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 he's just laughed at
2: himself
1: I
0: know I am I'm Jeez. laughing at myself it's a
2: harmony they're harmonizing Yeah Go ahead laugh
0: talk, Tony uh, but anyway Thomas oh, how is it you know like uh, Let's do dueling glass. To- <laughs> it's good to see you again thomas i know it's
1: been a while
0: it has been you know like uh, good to see
1: you too tony
0: i think you brought it up uh earlier for sure it's like at times when we step away
1: from the show chaos ensues
0: yeah brand new chaos you know like uh like I, i i remember like when we came back uh after hiatus covid was in full gear
1: that's true. Oh, that's true. Yeah.
0: Fuck. And then Mike was wiping down the tables here like crazy, yeah. you know? And now we come back here and it's like, uh, it's like, so this is what it was like when uh, our parents w- lived through the cold war, you know, like all of a sudden I guess, you know, like, have yeah. you brushed up on your Russian?
1: Not enough. Not enough. I know Da which is yes you're
0: gonna learn more
1: i'm, I'm gonna learn as a matter
0: of fact by the end of this year i might learn as much as <laughs> you
1: but anyway yeah
0: you know it's good to at least be back you know like uh, i don't think we have to apologize for being on hiatus and all hell breaks loose you know well
1: you never know Could well, be our fault
0: you know i i i thought about you know like uh because every re- because you 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 go on the internet, you hit the news sites, you turn on the TV, and it's all about Ukraine, it's all about Russia, you know. And and I'll be honest with you, my my I got to get I got to see my cousin for the first time in like over a year, mm-hmm. and uh, we uh, we were talking really briefly, and and all of a sudden he says he gets into this conspiracy theory about the Ukraine and Russia jesus and it's like all of a sudden you know it's not quite alex jones's yet but you know like at the same time you expect that sort of like thinking you know like uh around this time of like oh like some sort of underhanded sort of deal can i share with you what i think well in what's reality sure but what's his
1: it, what's your cousin thinking
0: uh, he thinks that you know like uh about it comes out to like the ukraine is just as corrupt you know, like, and it's all part of, like, some sort of, like, conspiracy oh, with Jesus. all these countries, with the oil and the power and all that. And, you know, I'm like, there's, there may be a little shed of tr- shred of truth in it. But the way that I look at it is that, you know, like, like and it doesn't sort of surprise me, you know, with a guy like, it all comes back to the guy like Putin.
1: Crazy person.
0: Ex-KGB?
1: Well, here's the thing. He X-KGB, did this to Georgia Thomas? in 2016.
0: Yeah.
1: That was him testing the rest of the world, saying, if I put my dick in this, what's the rest of the world going to do? Collectively, nothing. So he was like, all right. And he took and he, and he took it out, just the tip. Mm-hmm. And then Ukraine, a couple years later, he's like, and here we go, all the way in. I Here's my thought. He he got an okay from the rest of the world to try it a second time. He,
0: he didn't just like wake up, like all of a sudden Putin woke up and said, eh, you know what? I think I'm going to go invade Ukraine. No, it's been a planned thing. Yeah, it's been planned for a long, long time. Yeah. And it's, it's like, it's like, you know, he, uh, on the front, you know, like when he's like posing with the rest of the European leaders and smiling with photo opportunities and being all friendly and go, Hey, we're going to bring in McDonald's to, uh, to Russia, you know, like where we've got, got a little bit more, you know, like a little bit more freedom and all that. And look at me, I'm going to ride a horse without a shirt on, you know, like, <laughs> look how, look how manly I am in reality. He's been planning for this and I got to give him credit. He's been planning for this sort of moment for a long, long time. XKGB, KGB. Come on, Tom XKGB, KGB. He's like going, you know what? I sort of liked it when we were really Throwing our power around In uh, like uh, Russia back then You know like uh, why Why do we have to like uh, start You know acting like all these rest of these European countries and all that Everyone's
1: just I don't know It's a big dick measuring contest Yes exactly But to that point I am trying to And what do you
0: expect from a guy who rides a horse With no shirt on
1: He's either hung like that horse Or gay Or Uh, hung like a horse And gay I mean, that would be the cover of a romance novel. Yeah. Right? Yes. Mm. Possibly. I just looked up uh, a couple of fr- uh, phrase that I need to probably, I, I think we should all learn just in okay, case. Okay, yeah, help us out. So it said, I'm going to butcher this, but I'm going to attempt it. I'm mean, just going to say, like, pronounce it first. Prikrati ento bolno. Now I want
0: you to say that like a Russian with a little bit more
1: <laughs> oomph in it. Uh now do you want to know what that means? Tell me. Please stop, it hurts. Oh. <laughs> so I think that's something everyone should prepare oh. and learn how to say, just in case.
0: <laughs> <laughs> how about, you know, like what 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 about like a simple uh, you know, like uh stop or something like that, or like uh like uh like like, give me yeah, another just, one. Just
1: stop. Like, I s- like,
0: stop raping me or something. Oh Jesus!
1: <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, or,
0: or, 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 please, you know, take, uh, put your frozen dick away. Something like that.
1: Uh, let's see. This is one. Poluchit kroshiri ubijitsev segudnia. Yeah, I, I, I don't That's even know the, what you just said. Get any good kills today? <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking terrible.
0: Oh shit! You got the Russian accent down. I don't I think have, you'll fit you think, in. Well. I don't have the you accent will fit down. I love.
1: Well. I would love to genuinely learn another language. I took Spanish for like ten years, and it's still no good.
0: <laughs> like, I took Spanish also, and I haven't used it.
1: I can understand like half of a sentence if someone goes real fucking slow.
0: You know, when my mom, long time ago, when she she when I was looking to study a language at ASU, she was telling me or trying to convince me to learn Chinese.
1: Because she was ahead of the curve.
0: Because she said, you know what? Because the Chinese are going to end up uh, she know, was make, the of the curve, big business. And I thought, you know, for a Asian elderly hillbilly, that she was probably <laughs> just having like one of those moments. No. But, you know, like she knew she exactly. Was, she was She was lucid. crazy like a fox. She was ready. I, I'm, I'm, and she kept telling me, oh, she was even trying to get my niece and nephew to learn Chinese. She knew something. Holy shit.
1: Yeah, World War II. Holy
0: shit. She knew a lot. (laughs) Yeah.
1: She is a time traveler. Yeah, but no,
0: I mean, you know, like, maybe that might be the trend now. Learning Russian. Maybe, you know, what what about Russian culture, you know?
1: Borscht is a traditional meal. Uh, Mm -hmm. Vodka is a big thing. But as far as, I, I saw Chernobyl. I don't know if that helps. Do you think that's you that, as far as my knowledge goes, do you think that's that it's
0: weird so that the that the Russians went all the way deep into Ukraine? I mean, deep like uh, you're you
1: gonna know, go if you're gonna go for it.
0: Yeah, they went all the way to deep. Chernobyl.
1: They wanted to capture <laughs> that's Chernobyl. That's all what it's about. They what, saw you, the HBO show and they're like, "Fuck, we should get back there." I'm like thinking,
0: you know the, the you know the 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 superhero science fiction guy in me says they know something. They want in superpowers.
1: Chernobyl. Yeah, there they got go. inspired by the boys. Oh
0: shit. All right, well, you better start learning the Russian and better start learning how to enjoy borscht, maybe vodka shots. Well, it's really nice. well people already do that. One. Yeah, I know. Well, dosvidanya, Thomas.
1: Dosvidanya.
0: <laughs> and dosvidanya to everyone else. This is Tony for the uh, Rain Man Post Show. We'll see you next time. How dare you?